Welcome to the Elevate podcast, brought to you by the Registered Master Builders. Each week we explore the ideas and practices that help us get the best from our businesses, our teams, and ourselves. I'm your host, Ryan Castle. We talk to experts, advocates, and business owners in the construction industry to share their knowledge, insights, and experiences to help you build a better business and enjoy a better life. Now let the business building begin. Hi David, welcome along to Chief's Chat on this edition of the Master Builders Elevate podcast. G'day Ryan, how are you? Doing doing well. It feels like uh, I've got a little bit of that sort of midwinter blues, but I do have a holiday coming up at the end of next week, so looking forward to that. Nice. And David, I, I know, uh, and we will talk about a number of the initiatives you're involved in. You're talking, you're advocating at the government level, you're involved in task force, you've got constructive coming up, you've been building your own uh, and reconnecting with your own team at Master Builders. Um, give us a little bit of insight. What is it that you do to recharge and have you got any holidays planned? Yeah, I was asked that the other day. We actually had our our, our staff conference, and uh, we do this thing called speed dating, where you go around the tables, and you know, there's a number of us telling people what we do in the day, and people ask me exactly that same question. So I'll give the same answer. I I do like to get out on the golf course, um, which probably the green keeper doesn't like because I'm not sure that it's actually good for my mental health, the, the state of my play. So I'll probably make more work for the green keeper. But actually, I also like just to, to go for a walk. There's some lovely um, sort of bush walks and river walks in the Hutt Valley and just get your mind onto something different. And, and I'm looking for a, a bit of a break later in the year, not until after constructive, but uh, you know, my wife's fantastic at planning that. And, uh, you know, you've always got to have something to look forward to, I think. Indeed. Let's talk about what's going on in the construction industry uh, currently. David, we know there is plenty of challenge. Uh, we are both very closely connected to construction organisations. They're continuing to battle with supply chain issues, uh, cost ex- escalation, availability of labour, um, supply, material supply issues. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a tough time for our members and uh, maybe it's easy to forget the journey we've been on in construction. We've had a pretty good run um, over the last sort of 10, 12 years, but um, give us your insights on what the industry is facing currently. Yeah, look, there are some choppy waters at the moment for all those reasons and and particularly more acute at the moment because of product uh, delays and and jibs probably front and centre. So I guess what we're trying to do, and it'll come through when we talk about the constructive forum, is is, um, think about how people uh, operate in the current context. And, And sometimes, you know, you need to take some shorter term views about what do you need to do right now? So that's some of what we're, we're thinking about uh, and trying to keep it at relatively simple level, not making it too complicated. So there's all these things that people are trying to deal with. And, and part of that is how much capacity individuals have as human beings to deal with all of this stuff uh, and to see past it. Um, and so one of the things that we've we've been actively engaged with, with MB, with the government, is the implementation of the H1 changes around uh, insulation. We support the general thrust and direction, but really concerned about the timing. And so we've pushed back quite hard. Uh, We're still waiting for MB to make their announcement on whether there'll be a six-month delay. I I certainly hope there will be. And I I do appreciate that they've at least considered it and gone out to consultation. That is important because trying it's not the only thing that are people that people are dealing with. If that was all it was, 
I get it. But when you're dealing with a whole lot of other things and and worried about being able to get work done, making sure the business is sound, looking after your people, um, I just genuinely think that a, a delay will, will end up much better for everyone. We'll still get the same end result down the track, but I think a much smoother implementation. And Dave, uh, if there are members that are listening and they're not aware what the H1, AS1 building code changes mean, are you able to just give us a very high level uh, overview of that? Yeah, well, I won't get into the detail, partly because I don't know all of the detail, but but it is about upping the uh, the ante in terms of the thermal performance of the building um, around insulation, glazing, uh, so really lifting that level. And it means different things across the country. So we're, we're split into six different zones according to the climate of those six different zones. So some areas like in central Otago, there are considerable changes. Others like Auckland, not so much. Uh, but overall, the, 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 the thing is that both the designers and the builders need to understand the detail and how it all works together. So there is a bit of work to understand that. And then, of course, the consent authorities, they need to understand it. Otherwise, they'll receive plans. Um, they won't think they're right and will just get in a very messy churn. I mean, it's bad enough as it is the number of requests for further information. And I can just see this being a, a shambles if the whole of the industry is not ready. And I've spoken to consent authority, the officials group, and they would prefer a delay as well. So that everyone's really clear uh, and we don't get frustration when you rush things, mistakes are made. Uh, and that's exactly what, the point that we've made. Yeah. And I think our members appreciate that evolving the, the building code, building high-performing buildings is, is a good idea. Um, mm. We also hear the continual frustration of the amount of time they spend around compliance and, and red tape. So uh, good to hear that you're in and advocating for them, trying to change maybe the timeline on that and give them a bit of, bit of space. So thank you for your efforts in that direction. Mm. Uh, David, let's talk about constructive. It's a very important um, forum for us across the across the year. Wonder if you might uh, first just give us a view of your previous constructive experience, what it what it's about, um, who tends who who attends, who comes along, what at a high level maybe someone thinking about attending, what they might get out of the, uh, attending constructive. Yeah, so we started this, um, I think, in 2016. So we've num run a number of these, and it's evolved over that time. We've expanded the, the reach. So um, certainly for our members, it's it's a prime opportunity to uh, engage with and hear about what's going on in the industry. But we've also tried to reach outside of our members, and we, we're getting more and more people from outside our membership coming along and, and listening and participating. Uh, and... Uh, so last year, I would say, is definitely the best we've had. And we had fantastic feedback from people who came along. And we, for the first time, went to two full days, uh, one day primarily about residential, the other primarily com um, commercial, but they overlap. And uh, the, the thing that came back very strongly is they liked the fact that there was a debate. There wasn't just people standing up and talking at you. It, it was A lot of it was panel discussion, uh, so the ability to to get competing points of view from very well-respected people, and a, and a lot of them are people in the sector. They're not consultants. They're people who are running businesses and very successful businesses, as well as some of the, the government officials and others who are making the changes. So that was, that was very positive. And this year, 
So we'll, we want to continue that type of approach, but actually have it a bit more interactive because that was one of the themes is people's ability to say, yeah, I've heard this stuff. I'd like to either ask some questions or um, have some way of interacting and, and, and just thinking about some of the key issues and responding. So that's what we're, we're looking to do, make it a lot more engaging for the people that are coming along. But certainly over the last few years, what we've got is a stronger and stronger positive feedback from people who felt, yeah, I actually did get something. Because often you go to these things and you walk away and you don't get that much. So the feedback is that people are saying, no, this really was helpful, something I can apply into my business. Great. Uh, for our listeners, Constructive is on August 25th and 26th in Rotorua. Um, and we'll put the link, uh, constructive.org.nz. We'll put that in the podcast show notes for people to access uh, easily as well. Um, uh, help us understand, David, is, is this for both commercial and residential parts of Absolutely. the city? Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and often the, the people that come along go to both days, and probably that's where you get maximum value. Uh, and um, for this year, which which hopefully will be something that everyone's interested in. So we've got on each day two really interesting speakers the, um, from the government. The first day we've got Megan Woods, who is now both Minister of Housing and Minister of Building and Construction. And so and she's agreed, she's happy to take questions um, as part of that. And then the second day we've got Chris Luxon, the leader of the opposition. So both of them, I think, will be very interesting and um, uh, our job, I guess, is to challenge them on their policies and understand if they actually have policies. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and so that will be a good counterbalance to senior figures on either side of the political divide. And then we've got uh, my counterpart from Australia, the, the head of Master Builders Australia, plus their national policy advisor, and they'll each be on panels. So we'll hear a bit about what's going on over there because often that flows across uh, we can hear what they're doing in terms of advocacy into government and, and things they're trying to do and how their market's um, faring. Uh, because they do, um, if for no other reason, we do lose people to Australia. So it's interesting to hear what's going on. And then we have a, a number of other, I think, really interesting speakers. One of the things that we've done in the past and we're doing again and, and trying to lift it is what we call the state of the sector. So we're out right now asking our members and others a range of questions, you know, what are the most important things? What are the things you're worried about? What are the things we need to work on? So we were developing that as a, a much more comprehensive response and with a panel who can talk to that and then, again, Q&As, uh, questions and answers about, you know, what are the things we can do about it? So th- the key thing really is we need to live in the present uh, right now. We need to, to be realistic about what we're facing, but think about what we can control. What can we manage um, and what are the things we can't? So that it's very much applied and some of the panellists will be people in our industry that have been through this before. How have they coped with it? How have they survived? Maybe even what opportunities have they grabbed during those times? So very real, I think, in terms of what people are facing. Yeah, great. And that representation from across the sector has got to be really powerful when you come to those panel discussions. So you're getting, you know, everyone from policymakers that are in government right now yep. through to the people that are feeling the effects maybe of policy that was made two or three governments ago um, yep. and everyone in between. So great to have that uh, diverse yep. range of, of thinking and insight. Um, 
you made me uh, think a little bit about McKinsey's Three Horizons, David. I'm not sure if you're familiar with that model. Uh, it's where they um, suggest in terms of when you're thinking about your sector and your strategy that you should spend around 70% of your time thinking about what's right in front of you. How do I make the business I've got right now better and more effective? 20% uh, looking in what they call horizon two, thinking about what's what's evolving, what's changing. Um, and it wouldn't, wouldn't take us too much uh, insight to go think about how much the building landscape's changed in the last 10 years, even um, with the amount of change to high density. So that would be maybe something that you'd be thinking about what's what's in my next kind of three to five years. And then maybe 10% thinking about what's the long-term evolution, what are the you know, technological changes, um, maybe macroeconomic level that we might be uh, implementing. So sounds like Constructive would do a good job of helping you look into all of those different zones. Uh, so it sounds like there'd be some people talking about the near term right now, the what's coming up, and then what our, our future might hold. Yeah, well, you've put it a lot more elegantly than <laughs> I did, right? <laughs> but it is that sort of thing. And so if you look to the future, while we, we do have to deal with the present and make sure that you know, you're looking after your finances, looking after your people, making sure you're in a legal, you know, a, a sound legal position, we also need to think about what is coming down the track because climate change in response is going to be there. Uh, it will impact um, in a number of ways, including through the building code. Uh, it will impact in terms of, um, let's say, commercial builders, or anyone doing government work in terms of the contracts that that you're required to uh, deal with. So, um, showing how you know your climate foot, you know carbon footprint has worked out, particularly for larger businesses. So those are real things that you do need to have a mind to, and maybe just quietly working on in the background, um, while making sure that you're still delivering at the moment and still looking after your people, etc. And all of these changes present opportunity in their own way you can view them and go oh now this is something else i need to get my head around uh equally this opens up a whole range of opportunities i think we've seen uh construction companies that are master builder members that have got very focused around being green certified builders mm. and, and doing the um i think six star rating is the is the right, right term for making sure they comply to all of those uh we're seeing a whole industry pop up around tiny homes and cabins and those kind of things so you know as as our industry and our landscape evolves there's always opportunity to uh, diversify and find new opportunity as well so uh, people might be able to pick up some good ideas at the constructive also absolutely and and that can work at a, at a, a small business level as well as a big business level one of the things that i'm always mindful is that you know while we've got a tricky situation we need to be honest and confront that we've got to be careful we don't talk ourselves into making it even worse and there is a bit of that going on at the moment. You know, the, the industry commentators who love the, the you know, dramatic headline. Drama. Yep. And, and so we can all get sucked into that because then the consumers are feeling, in fact, I saw someone on the street two days ago who I know said, oh, not a good time for me to, you know, be looking for a builder. Then I said, I think you could be exactly wrong because this is a time when builders might actually be more available and you need to plan anyway. Um, but you also might have some smaller jobs that some builders will be very happy to fit in. Uh, so, you know, how do we look for those opportunities um, and how do businesses, big or small, position themselves and, and try to find the clients who actually um, may not be thinking about it, but with a bit of a nudge, 
might think, oh, actually, I've got an opportunity because I, I thought I couldn't get a builder at all. So thinking about all those practical things. Okay. Uh, David, let's talk about the, the hot topic. And whilst that's only one of the things that is evolving in the industry, but let's address it, uh, the plasterboard shortage. Uh, we have a uh, some initiatives underway inside Master Builders to help educate and inform, and we've got webinars and obviously this podcast. Uh, but you've been appointed uh, by the minister to the ministerial task force. Um, so my first question is, do you get a really cool jacket with like task force on the back of it? Yeah, I think if I got a government jacket with anything on it, I'm not sure I'd call it cool. <laughs> Fair uh, cool. Brown uh, cardigan, maybe? No. But no, I don't get the cardigan. Um, and that's unfair <laughs> on public servants. They don't wear oh, cardigans anymore. Um, no, we don't get anything except uh, some extra work to do. But we had the first meeting of the task force uh, the other night, and I was um, I was encouraged by it because some of these things can just be talk fests and no action. The approach that the minister has taken to this is, being very clear about things we can do and do straight away. There won't be any great big report that we're going to wait for in a few weeks. It's specific action. So I kind of just put it into two buckets so that I can remember them. One is um, how, how can you remove some of the barriers to people using alternative products? Because you have that at the consenting um, uh, gate, if you like, by different councils taking different approaches, and we've heard that. So a uh, very clear direction to MB, who have already produced some guidance to the consenting authorities so that they all know that they can use, um, you can use alternative products and getting into some quite detailed guidance around specific products, which I think is really helpful. But the other side of that is it's not just the consenting authorities, as you've alluded to. It also means the designers and builders many of whom would never have used anything other than windstone wallboards, jib board. So um, we're replicating that and, and you're helping us with that. So we're working with the Institute of Architects to target people, particularly on, on how you can do that so that everyone's got the same information, that it's detailed and it's practical uh, and we won't have a situation where we've got um, everyone wondering what you've got to do and how to document. So that's a very practical thing. And, and hopefully if we do that well, that removes that barrier. The second part of the work, though, is how do you get more product into New Zealand and how do you distribute it around New Zealand? It's all very well bringing it into a warehouse in Auckland, but how does it get to the people who need it? Um, so that's... The, at least that's acknowledged. It's not sorted yet, but that's part of MB's work um, to work with us and, uh, and others to understand what are the opportunities and how do you measure whether we're making progress or not, whether that's through the building consents or through our membership, um, how acute is the problem, is other uh, product being used uh, and to what extent. So I think some quite tangible results um, and we'll keep meeting every two to three weeks and just, you know, trying to keep making progress uh, and measuring whether we're making progress. And David, can you give us some understanding of who are members of that task force, who, who was represented in that group? Yep. Uh, so there's, um, it's chaired by the Minister, uh, Megan Woods. Uh, apart from myself, uh, there's Rick Hurd, who's the Chief Executive of Naila Love, and they're importing uh, alternative product. 
Shane Brealy, um, who's uh, also led the charge in this respect. They're also using other product, and they've they've done some specific design. Uh, Tex Edwards, who was in previously involved really as a disruptor in the telecommunications industry. Yeah, founder of um, So Stephen Tyndall or, or his representative, um, really is someone who's, I guess, has been brought in, someone who's you know got a strong um, commercial background and, and understands uh, different um, models. And then uh, Nigel Bickle, who's the chief executive of Hastings District Council. Okay. okay. In, uh, in the context of our members, David, the clarity here is that you are there representing our Master Builders members, so you're bringing the voice of the uh, residential builder right through to our commercial members? Is that yeah, uh, I, I guess I've been appointed because I, you know, I do represent the sector, uh, and also I have a reasonable knowledge of the regulatory system at central government and local government level. David, by the time this podcast airs, we will have completed our webinar around the alternative plasterboard system. So we'd encourage the Master Builders members to head to Elevate. Uh, on Elevate, we'll have a recording of the webinar. And on that webinar, we do have representatives from uh, MB, the architectural uh, industry, our own Master Builders members that have that have been involved and the mm. um, uh, consenting authorities and building inspection authorities as well. So we've got a broad representation. So uh, to get more info on that, please go and have a look at our webinar recording. Um, David, maybe as in closing for our podcast today, uh, we've talked about, uh, you know, there are some challenges in our environment at the moment. We've got constructive coming up, but we know that some of our members are uh, challenged right now. Um, what advice would you have for them around uh, maybe surviving and continuing to, to work through the environment we're in at the moment? Yeah, uh, what that brings to mind is yesterday at the staff conference and elsewhere, I've heard Nigel Latter talk about um, uh, how do you cope in a, in a difficult time? And it's it's obvious at a certain level, but it's worth repeating. It's uh, you can't control a whole bunch of things, but there are some things you can control, and to focus on the things that you can control. Uh, there are so many things that all you know. There's lots going wrong in the world, and we can worry about that, and it'll drive you mad, and you can't do anything about it. Uh, it's not good for you, and it doesn't make any practical change. So, the three things that I think that that we can um, focus on and, and have some control over uh, uh, thinking about the financial position of the business and particularly focusing on cash flow and margins and making sure you don't sacrifice a proper margin for cash flow. So relatively simple stuff, just focusing on the finances and specific parts of it. Secondly, um, the legal position, making sure that um, you're in a sound legal position in terms of your contracts, whether you're big or small, but if I just focus on the, focus on the residential, uh, we do have through Hazelton Law um, a, a service where any of our members can contact them and they get 15 minutes free initial advice that we pay for through the association. So if you're worried about the position, you can talk to them and just make sure you're okay. Uh, and if there's something more serious, then you can take it from there. And the third one is the same old thing, look after yourself, your family, your mates, uh, because that's critical. Um, and, and we all need people around us uh, that can help us, that we can just spend time and look out for people. And one of the things I've been really encouraged by 
uh, and we've talked on previous podcasts around the role of mates in construction that, that we're a formal sponsor of. Um, there's two or three of our smaller branches that have had them along. They've had record turnout of people and members bringing their staff because they find it really practical. It gets that message out. It gives permission to have the conversation, encourages people to do it. So I stick with those three things. Um, Don't make it too complicated and look after each other. Yeah, great uh, summary of those three points, David. And the piece that resonated for me is uh, when you are looking for help, be prepared to reach out and talk to people who are experts. So, you know, if uh, not all of us love the numbers in our business, um, so reach out to your accountant or your you know, person that supports you in that area and get them to do a cash flow statement for you. There yeah. are people that love doing that. You know, they do exist. So, you know, reach out to them. You talked about Hazelton Law. Don't try to, you know, if if legal expertise is not your thing, there's a great resource there that Master Builders helps to subsidize. So reach out to the experts. We've run a number of webinars around the contracts for the Master Builders. So they're a resource, but the team at Hazelton Law are just uh, incredible. Uh, They have so much knowledge and they can answer answer questions um, so, so quickly. Um, yeah. And then same thing with mates in construction, right? They're, they are experts in, in well-being and mental health. Um, so again, feel free to connect, connect with those people that can can help you. You don't have to do this alone. Yeah, and the, the, the other thing I'd say about all of that, Ryan, is that um, we have some members who've been around for a while. They've been through that stuff. They've got the scar tissue, as they say. If you, you know, if, if you know some people like that or through your local executive, reach out to them because they're often very generous with their time and they want to help people. So they can often give very practical and realistic advice about, well, you know, this is how it works and these are the things you can do. Hey, great place to wrap today's Chief Chat, David. Thank you for joining us and thank you for your uh, contribution you're making for the members all across the, the show and hope that a number of our members get to catch up with you at Constructive on August 25th and 26th. Thanks, Ryan, and really looking forward to it.